Welcome today. As my dad David shares from his heart, this short biblically-based devotional. David is a speaker, author, former pastor, songwriter, and founding director of Youth with the Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, and I know his message will be encouraging to you. I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. Psalm 77, 11 and 12. Ah, yes, dear friend. Many of our past moments, yours and mine, were actually wonderful, ingenious God moments. As I said last week, He's always been there orchestrating His plan and our circumstances, and positioning people, His appointed aides, all along the course of our lives. I have a very strong sense that God wants me to put even further emphasis on the same topic in today's episode. There's a reason why, and I'll get to that in a minute. So, continuing this line of thought, here's what happened next during our first few weeks of living in Montana some 49 years ago. While Kathy took care of our three young ones at home, a full-time job, I hit the sidewalks of Kalispell and beyond, looking for work of some kind, any kind. Besides praying and listening, job hunting was the only thing I knew to do, but there was very little opportunity in our little town in January of 1973. But God would again prove that He was leading us, It went like this. I think it was during the second week after Kathy and I arrived and settled in Kalispell that my cousin Robin and his wife Patty came by one night for a visit. And during their visit, Robin asked me if I'd be interested in meeting a group of his Christian friends at a somewhat spontaneous evening gathering. He said, I've told several people about you, and they'd like to meet you and hear your story. Robin explained that this group of friends had been meeting regularly for a year or so, but had discontinued about six months ago, due, unfortunately, to some inappropriate behavior by the group leader. David, Robin said, everyone is anxious to get together again, and some of us think that having you come and share at a meeting might be a great way for us to get started again. Oh, and bring your guitar. So... A couple days later, on a Monday night, Robin picked me up, and we headed to the group meeting. It was held in a former oversized garage, actually, a very clean and comfortable space. I would guess there may have been 30, maybe 40 people there, and they were quite the mix. Several hippie-like younger people, several business types, and a few seniors who came along for the ride. And there was lots of happy chatter going on when we entered the room. After a while... Everyone moved to their folding chairs, me included, and Robin gave me a short and sweet introduction. I'll never forget looking into the smiles of these loving people. They were so glad to be back together. And when I put my guitar on my lap, they were more than ready to praise and worship their God. And as requested, I shared my story, our family story, ending with a short teaching that fit our story. Huh. Sort of like what I'm doing right now. 
and the presence of His Spirit was so, so there with us all. Those were unforgettable moments. We concluded with one last song of praise. When it was over and the last amen was spoken, there was a short moment of quiet until a young woman quickly stood to her feet. She looked around the room and shouted, I think we should do this again next week. And everyone shouted back in agreement. David, she added, can you come back next week and lead us again? And looking back that night with those special people would mark the very beginning of our ministry in Montana. The next Monday night, I was asked to lead the group from then on. And there would be many more weekly gatherings and many more great friends to meet. I think it was the third or fourth Monday night that three local pastors showed up, I think, to see what was going on. I felt like God sent them, actually. And very soon, the four of us would become friends. Not long after their visit that night, I asked one of them to join me and share in the teaching times of our meetings. And he said, yes. And this man, the very highly respected Pastor Hal Curtis of the Little Brown Church of Big Fork, would soon become one of my dearest lifelong friends and mentors. And within only a few weeks of meeting him, he would ask me to be his assistant pastor at the Little Brown Church. From that time on, our numbers really grew, which required finding much larger spaces. I think we moved three or four times in all. On one Monday night, I think we had nearly 250 people praising and worshiping together. And God, He was with us. I mentioned there were a few seniors in the group during those earliest meetings. There was one senior that I always will be grateful for. Her name was Evelyn. She was 60 years old at the time, and what I first noticed about her was her absolute love for worship. Like my dear mom, when it came to praise and worship, Evelyn didn't hold back. It was within her. And I would soon find out there was a mother's heart within her too. Every time I saw her, she would offer such loving and encouraging words mothering words. With a beautiful smile on her face, she would reach out and touch my arm and say things like, God is with you, David. I'll keep praying for you. You just keep listening to him, son. She was so sweet and so kind. She made me miss my mom in California. But she was more than just sweet and kind. I would soon find out that she was a powerful daughter of God and somewhat of a legend in Northwest Montana. I was able to collect more detailed information about her online recently. Here are a few selected statements from someone who was very close to her while she was here on Earth. Here are words from her son. Evelyn was gregarious and passionate, lively, an emotionally sensitive woman. She abounded with energy. She was very good-looking exuding warmth, very cheerful, very hospitable. She never met anyone she considered a stranger. She constantly welcomed people into her home, inviting an incessant string of wandering souls to live with her family for stretches of time. She was the voice of her own Saturday program at KEGZ AM radio, during which she sang, played gospel music, recounted Bible stories, 
The crackling airways carried her calming, melodic voice, peppered with fervent conviction, over the entire Flathead Valley. She grew a popular Sunday Bible class at Kalispell's First Assembly of God, the church her father helped form in 1915. She eventually formed several small Sunday evening congregations that met in grange halls scattered throughout the valley that were filled with lumberjacks and miners. Only men attended, not a single woman. The men gathered to hear this young woman and her heartfelt music and words of hope for their weary bodies and souls during the Great Depression. Evelyn mesmerized them with her haunting contralto folk singer's voice, playing songs like Life is Like a Mountain Railroad or When the Roll is Called Up Yonder on her guitar or accordion. As the lumberjacks and miners in their clomping boots, bib overalls, and flannel shirts sang along, the men wept, honking into their red bandanas and wiping their tears without embarrassment. Her son goes on to say, I heard the best preaching of my life those nights. I still think of her as one of the greatest preachers. Her preaching was personal, holding listeners on the edge of their backless benches. She could work a phrase and sing through a sermon, a wonderful storyteller dramatic. My mother, without knowing it, was developing an imagination for me as a pastor. She was a legacy yielding beauty, love, and joy. No person, no theologian or intellectual property or luminary influenced me more than my mother, this woman of prayer and fire and compassion. Wow. She was even more amazing than I had realized. But I was blessed to get a glimpse of Evelyn's prayer fire, and compassion, and her giving. In fact, at a meeting only a few weeks after getting our gathering started, she asked Hal and me to meet her privately the next day. And in that meeting the next day, she told us that she felt God wanted her to give us her non-profit organization. She had formed it earlier for ministry purposes. She had named it Flathead Interfaith Fellowship, FIF and she wanted us to have it, primarily so that I could receive financial support for my ongoing work with the gatherings and its people. So we became FIF. God used Evelyn to affect Kathy's and my life in a hugely meaningful way. This special 60-year-old daughter of God was one of the major reasons I was able once again to devote myself to full-time ministry. I now had a job, the one God had planned for me. And this new time of ministry would also be an essential time of learning, learning that would allow me the opportunity 12 years later to see a dream fulfilled and to serve in the worldwide ministry of youth with a mission. Come to think of it, Evelyn was one of God's special aides along my journey that, 48 years later, would lead to this. What you're listening to right now. This podcast. And those beautiful words that I read to you from her son, that boy, well, he turned out pretty good. I only learned about five years ago that Evelyn Edith Peterson 
was the mother of Eugene Peterson, the brilliant and world-renowned author of over 20 books. On Sunday mornings, pastors all over the world use his popular translation of the Bible called The Message. Thank you, Eugene, for sharing your mom with me during a pivotal season in my life. As I look back to connect the dots, in this case involving a person, one of God's special aides, I know that Evelyn played an important role in God's developing picture of my life. You know, you can't connect the dots by looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. Steve Jobs said that, by the way. Dear friend, in the beginning I said there's a reason why God wants to emphasize this subject again today. It's this. Our Father in Heaven wants us to look back and connect the dots before we look forward, because His objective is to strengthen our faith so we can finish our race strong, really strong. I believe He will increase your faith as you recall those people, those circumstances, maybe, as in my case, a book you read or a sermon you heard or whatever that added to your picture. Ask the Holy Spirit to remind you of those uncanny moments that just had to be one of the godly dots in your life picture. Dear Holy Spirit, I pray right now for my friend that you do exactly that. Help this one to recall all you have done in their past. Show them the dots of the developing picture of their life so that they can have the faith to believe there will still be more dots to come and that they will become even stronger as they race into their future. I totally believe you will do this. And I thank you in advance for doing this. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.